Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. I don't know why I said it like a bingo host, but there you go. I did. (laughs) Our lovely guest today is Rebecca Wilson from What Mummy Makes. Hello. Hi. Hi. We're delighted to be working with our friends at Swan across this whole series, and we can't wait to tell you all about their brilliant products. You could kit your whole house out with Swan's products and their cleaning products, especially a second to none. Later on, we'll be telling you about their brilliant new Swan Dirtmaster carpet washer, a handy item to have in a house with clumsy kids. And you can find information on that and more of Swan's amazing products at swanbrand.co.uk. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. So, so where are you, Rebecca? Are you up north, down south, roundabout? Where yeah, are you? I'm right at the top of the country in Cumbria, Carlisle in Cumbria. Oh, oh I God. used to work there. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, I used to work at ITV Borders. Oh, right, yes. I did. I didn't live there. Nice I lived in you there. Yeah, I lived in Newcastle, but I used to drive every day and it was it was lovely. It's a long the, trek. I know it was. I got sick of it in the end. Then I had a car accident and it was like a sign from oh, God. No. Got on the A69, <laughs> Yeah. I oh, got no, cut that's up. a terrible road. I know. Well, there's a big roundabout near a farm shop and I got cut up by a bloody lorry. And yes. um, that was the end of it for me, Rebecca. I went back into oh, radio no. and left TV. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I but, grew up in Hexham, so it's in the oh, middle of A69. So yeah. I know that road very well. Well, I lived I lived in Horsley, so just up from Hexham, oh, if you keep right, going, yes. a little, little hammer. I've yeah. got family who Get you there. two. Get you two. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry, Jenny. Hello. Jenny Powell. I did mention Jenny Powell. Jenny Powell is here, everyone. But um, Rebecca and Kelly, sorry. new friends, not that I'm chippy. But with what mummy makes, what, what intrigues me first of all, Rebecca, is the fact that you sort of like, you just went, you went viral. I mean, you know, you, you, your Instagram followers and your social media just bang like that. What do you think did that? Why? How come you cracked it so quickly? Oh, goodness. I know it's been a bit of a whirlwind, really. It's been really, really enjoyable. Um, I think it's just the passion that I have for cooking, for feeding your family. And I think I'm just quite... I'm quite real, I guess. I'm just mm-hmm. like every other mum. No pretense or anything. I've, I've, I'm a young mum um, and I feed my girl just the same as you and I can't be bothered with fancy food and it's all quick and easy and I think people can relate to that. I hope they can anyway. I mean, it is a minefield when you start with, with your first. It, it, You know, you do get very yeah. passionate about it because you want to do it right your way and, you know, but you're learning because it's the first time I found that with my daughter that, you know, it it can get a bit sort of confusing at times because you've not done it before and it's your first time. And yeah, but the whole food experience can be really enjoyable, especially when you make it from scratch and they stuff their faces. That's the the best part, really, when they're little. Yeah, I think. definitely. I mean, I can totally relate to that. I can remember Nina being five months old and coming up to weaning age. And I was at a mum's group and asking, what, eight, ten mums, 
about weaning, what are they going to do? And we're all sitting in the room on the floor in a circle as you do with these mum groups. And nobody had a clue what to do at all. Nobody knew where to start. Nobody knew what to do. And I was the same. And I just thought there must be a better way than this. And I'd researched a lot and I, I knew that I wanted to feed my daughter around the dinner table. And I knew that was a big thing for me, but I never really knew why. So as I did start to feed her and I knew how enjoyable it was and the benefits of eating together, um, I, I just really enjoyed it and I wanted to document that process and it's been a really, really nice journey. And is that something that started from your childhood? Is that, you know, that is that why it sort of evolved because that's what you were used to and the food as well, yeah. is that, was that similar? Yeah, definitely. When I was a kid, my mum used to always make us eat on the dinner table even mm-hmm. like as a teenager we used to protest it a lot but she never let us um and I guess I guess that's just rubbed off on me um and it's there's there's loads of benefits from it from from having your child sit and eat with you they learn how to eat from watching you it's like the way I see it is you wouldn't expect your child to learn how to read without mm-hmm. doing it with them showing them and, and and being an example so it's the same with eating the way I see it is my Nina watches me you know she's not sure about her food she she watches how I eat it and I encourage her slightly and say, oh it's really delicious Nina why don't you give it a go and, and then she digs in mm. um and you know I'm not perfect I don't eat every single meal with her there's some meals where I just can't be bothered to be honest and I want to eat my meal later but mm. I still have a tiny tiny little snack with her of that same food so that she is She's still watching, getting that. So you're like a role model, really, aren't you? You're trying to sort of role model it out so that what yeah. they see, you know, and do and what they see in other people, they they think right, okay, that that's good for me too. Then, yeah, that, that's it completely. I, you know, your kids watch what you do and they learn from you. And this I, is I all frightening now for me. I'm thinking, oh, my. <laughs> what <well>. are they watching? <laughs> But it's, you can never, I mean, it's lovely to have the ideas that you want to implement. What I find second time round is that sometimes they don't quite go your way. So I'd say sure. my daughter was more of a textbook baby and, and definitely with all the foods and everything, fantastic. My son is feral and he likes eating <laughs> off the floor and often at dinner time will bang his plate and point to the living room because he wants to go and eat in there with his plate. And I confess that I do let him down sometimes and go, okay, fine. As long as you're going to eat it, you go. He doesn't do it all the time, but you go in there and, and I let him eat in front of the telly. Well, I mean, whatever's, I mean, if that's what makes your life easier... And it works and he eats it. I mean, yeah. is there yeah. really anything wrong with that? No. I mean, it's not every night. It's not all no. the time. Well, that's it. Yeah. It's not every night. No. It's not every night. Um, and I think it is important to relax the rules every now and again, isn't it? Because <laughs> you just drive yourself crazy otherwise. Yeah. But I think having like a, a, a routine that you try and stick to as much as you can does help in the long run. Um, do you find that helps at all? Yeah, I think I, I definitely. I mean, our meal times are kind of um, always the same, especially at weekends and Sundays. If we have a Sunday dinner, that'll always be a thing where we will all sit at the table together and Saturday night yeah. as well. Um, definitely. Do you enjoy that time? Yeah, I love it. I do love it. I mean, my two are, Jenny and I have discussed this because Jenny's daughter, Polly, who's a uh, 
the youngest um, yeah. for Jenny, but she's a lot older than, than my daughter. They're, they're both fussy eaters, Ava, Lily and Polly. Terrible. So, Terrible. Yeah, so we talk about that a lot because that's a bit stressful for both of us because we're really healthy and into being healthy and it hurts us sometimes that they just want to eat sweets and chocolate constantly. I mean, you've got you're different challenges, isn't it, Jenny, with them food-wise? Yeah, Rebecca, they just want to eat shit, basically. <laughs> I mean, you know, not literally shit, but I mean, we're talking sugar, sugar, so hidden much. sugar in the savoury and the sugar, sugar. <laughs> and yeah, you can probably tell my Pollyanna's 11 now and I am exasperated. And of course, this kind oh, of podcast you. With, with you as the lovely guest you are, I'm completely, I'm just, I'm just brimming with guilt because I know that. Oh no, don't be at all. Don't be at all because it's never too late at all. And <laughs> the great thing about my book is that there is a section in there for fussy eaters. There's advice as well on how, how to approach mealtimes, mm-hmm. but there's a whole chapter full of recipes that are uh, designed for fussy eaters. So like my Hulk mac and cheese is one of my favorite ones. It's basically macaroni cheese yeah. with secret spinach thrown in there. Right. So you know kids love cheese and pasta don't they but if you try and get some greens in there without them really knowing and call it something funky like hulk mac and cheese and they're normally gonna dig in okay yeah well listen i'm hanging on to your every word for this can i just (laughs) really funny i I mean this is i'm in pollyanna's bedroom right this is a knife i'm holding up now right and on the knife is a white sticky substance and this is this is living proof, right? And that I'm not joking. This I've just looked now. That is Oreo cream. Oh. So she's slicing well, her Oreos in half, <laughs> maybe to spread it over the evening so she gets to enjoy it for longer. I don't know, but this is how bad it is. Would well, you know what I found onto Ava's bed yesterday? Dairyly Dunkers. <laughs> and she'd open them, add half of them. Now I don't let her have food in her bedroom. If I can if I see her taking it only because she spills it everywhere and it drives me mad. <laughs> but she'd sneaked it up there and left half of it unopened under her bed for I don't know how many days. And I said, Oh my god, we do not put food under the bed. Like, who taught you that? But they that's it, isn't it? That's you know, I this guess, is gonna yeah. happen to me as well. I'm pretty it, sure it will. I mean, I'm I'm so certain of it. I'm not selling this perfect life where kids aren't going to be kids because they are, you know. But I guess there's certain there's certain little tips and tricks that you can pick up along the way. <laughs> Don't buy Oreos. Make your sanity a bit easier. <laughs> yeah. So with Nina getting older, are you are you expecting a smooth ride when it comes to what she's eating now and what she will be eating? Only because I'm in, you know, I'm a bit further course, ahead, yeah. eleven year old, nineteen year old, all that going on. So I'm just intrigued to think whether you, you imagine that. I mean, you're probably sitting there thinking, just you wait another <laughs> no. nine years That's and dead. just you wait and see what happens. No. Um, and of course, I can't look into the future. But mm. so far, the method that I've been taking where I eat together and eat a big variety and I, consistency, don't give up and mm. keeping it happy and fun and very simple. All these these steps that I take that are outlined in my book, What Mummy Makes, um, that they're they're all the steps that I'm going to carry on doing going down the line. Mm-hmm. So obviously there will be bad days and there'll be good days, but I'm hoping that I, I will raise a child that likes to enjoy food. And the way the way I see it is, uh, if I consistently offer a wide variety of food, yeah, 
in the future, as I do offer new foods to her, it won't be such a, a worry because mm-hmm. she's used to being exposed to a, a wide variety of new flavors. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's a, it, it's a case of, you know, volume, volume 20 will be what granny makes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking this could go on forever. <laughs> you never know yeah <laughs> you never know so with um with the fussy eating that we both seem to be suffering from uh with our children what what do you think the trigger is why is that no oh, goodness Chris, i mean it's it's really it's hard to buttons. say but yeah um it, it, it can be a multiple factors they do when it when there's young babies in particular they do say it can take up to 10 or even 20 times of offering a new food before baby even tries it right so quite often it's not actually to do a taste it's texture or yeah. their mood or just having an off day they're not that hungry um and and then so so it's important to keep on offering when through these Fussy periods, you know, don't take, oh, I tried carrots with them last month. That means they don't like it and they don't mm-hmm. offer it again. And mm-hmm. the, the key is to keep on offering and, uh, this same food over and over again, you know, with a wide, varied diet. Um, and I think sometimes, especially, I, I'm guilty of doing it. Nina doesn't really like carrots, you see. And but- I, I, she, I will do keep on offering it, but sometimes I just think, oh, she's not going to eat it. I'm not yeah. going to serve it. Do you know? Yeah. And, I, and and I should listen to my 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 advice as well. And I do try and do it every say month or so. But say I've forgotten one month and I haven't given it to her, she's less likely to try it because it's been so long since she's yeah. been offered it before. Um, so the the key is to just keep on offering foods that that don't really get accepted that easily so it becomes becomes a thing with them as well doesn't it I think if they don't like something then they will go out of their way to prove a point especially when they get older so um my daughter I'll do a hidden veg sauce for her with the pasta so it's just for her it's just a red sauce that she gets to grate parmesan on but it's got loads of veggies in but it's all blended and she doesn't know and she'll eat that and love it you know but if you gave her it and it was in lumps then she would have yeah. a massive issue with that. She's nearly seven. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's got a carrot. Oh, that's got a, <laughs> what is that? You know, and she won't go there. So I think as you, they get older, you learn different techniques because you yeah, can't, uh, well, I certainly wouldn't be able to just put the same thing in the same way down and have her, and neither of my two will eat sweet potato. And that's been both from weaning stage. It was the first food I gave them both, ironically, and they both just went. And they don't like it. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, and I tried again <laughs> and again in different foods, and it always got spat out. So yeah. I'm the only one in our house. I mean, it's whatever works for you as well as a family. Yeah. If you notice it's working like that, then that's fantastic. And the book is full of recipes like that that yeah, have got hidden veg in there, so that even when they're not enjoying, say, the steamed courgette on the side of the plate which you are willing them to eat so much yeah. you know hung that grated courgette on a pizza like my cheesy courgette pizza is always a winner Nina will not touch steamed courgette she wouldn't she, no. I mean she's a great eater but she will not touch that but mm-hmm. if I grate it and put it in pastas or my on top of my pizza or in a fritter she wolfs them down because you pair it I find pairing it with foods like cheese for example which yeah. is always a winner yeah and she's definitely my my daughter um then it'll it'll get eaten. So the book is full of recipes like that that have got vegetables hidden 
hidden, but you know, we don't want to hide vegetables completely. You still want them to know that they're eating veg. Yeah. But, um, that you know the, the vegetables are in there they're not as raw in some greens you know <laughs> our hot mess mums telling it like it is kelly peg with jenny powell more from our chat with rebecca coming up soon but now i just want to take a second to tell you about the brilliant swan dirt master carpet washer when you've got kids in the house it's very likely there's always food and drink being dropped on the floor a muddy feet walking through the living room i know in my house it drives me mad the brand new carpet washer from swan makes cleaning carpets a whole lot easier the large capacity tanks for clean and dirty water ensures extra cleaning for longer without the need to empty and refill while it sucks up spills and removes stains vibrating brush technology and side brushes lift dirt effectively for a deeper clean sounds perfect we're going to have more giveaways with swan later on in the series just head to hotmessmumsclub.com and sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss out kelly peg jenny powell hot mess mums um, as a mum obviously we talk about the pressures with the food and, and feeding them but for you what other pressures have you or not uh, obviously the food's not a pressure for you but it can be for some mums but what other pressures have you found as a, a, a mum sort of um when you first had your daughter were there other things in that kind of world because it's all so new there's a lot of things that you come up against is there anything that you've kind of learned that stays with you you know not to do with weaning and just just, just in, in general, general yeah, yeah as a as a mum because you know I think there is a lot of pressures out there for lots of things um the yeah. feeding thing is really important and you obviously are a natural with that and relish it um I mean I could do a list for for me but it has there been anything where you've gone wow god that's really hard I didn't realize or yeah I mean I I was really bad when Nina was a baby, was comparing how Nina was compared to my friend's babies. So okay. I would think, you know, she's not talking, she's not crawling yet, yep. she's not she's not doing this, this and that and this and that. And I used to get myself in a right little tears and worry about her so much. Um, and I, I think that comes down to weaning as well. Everyone compares mm. their baby to yeah. other babies yeah. and they worry because they're your they're your babies aren't they they're your mm. precious beings that you're trying to look after and you worry that they're not doing it right mm. um so I was really really guilty of doing that and I need to have a firm word for myself and just say that it's fine you know they're all about everybody's different, different. They are, yeah. yeah they're all different some are fussy some eat fantastically some some really like massive portions of food some will only eat a tiny little amount and that is completely normal yeah uh, they go at their own pace I, I think like they, they do find their own their own way through it. The first time, you're absolutely right with that whole comparing thing. The second yeah. time, I think you just don't care. My mother-in-law <laughs> was always saying things to me about my son and his speech constantly. Is he talking oh, really? all right? Is he talking yet? Yeah. She does it all the time. <laughs> and I have to just take the phone away and just... <laughs> and then put the phone back first I just think he's fine there's nothing bloody wrong with him he isn't gonna sing you a song or burst into opera or recite Shakespeare he's two and a half what do you want but that's such a good observation <laughs> because I think there is that comparison and that pressure and I remember mm. it with Ava Lily yeah oh, is she not doing that yet is she not doing this then it's As that a first time when they're, when they're brand new oh 
babies are they sleeping are they oh, good well you know you get are they good every oh, no. single Blair, time what do you mean are they good, good baby mean? yeah i know <laughs> and none of them sleep let's be fair at different times they no, will exactly. go through phases it's a and well, to be question. fair kelly like both mine were brilliant sleepers actually no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you met that. someone on the street and they asked you is your baby good and then are you yeah. going to turn around and say no my baby's really bad actually have a good day you would never say that would you (laughs) it's ridiculous I I have this um in Horsley a very vivid memory of uh being at the village the church hall for singing babies I don't know whether you've ever heard of them up there these women go around with I won't bore you with it but I took Ava Lily against my gut instinct because I'm really not down with shit like that I'm better going to a boot camp and I used to take it that's more me but I went on a rucksack yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) we'll give it a go we'll do this singing hippie thing and this woman within minutes circled over to me and she went was she premature because she's ever so tiny her baby was what I'd probably class as obese but I would never go over to her and say is your baby obese because it looks really fat I was absolutely devastated and I went no she's just she's just She's just quite, you know, she was a tiny bundle month ago. <laughs> I tried to breastfeed her and I couldn't. And for four weeks, she, she lost weight. Oh, bless She her. wasn't premature. She was just slight, whereas my son was a chunk. I was so <laughs> upset by it. It took me, I, I wrote about it, actually. I wrote a blog. It just took me, we, nowadays, I just tell someone to do one if they said that to me. But when you're coming up against that sometimes, when yeah. you've got your first, the that's fourth very... trimester as well is a very emotional period of time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but who who says those things? You, you see, know, if you're a I mom was the yourself, same, but on the on the other spectrum, Nina was massive as a baby. She was eleven pounds seven when she was born. She was huge. She was massive, honestly. Whoa. People, I remember being pregnant. People were thinking I had triplets in me because I was like waddling around like a heffalump, honestly. <laughs> Um, and when she was a when she was a baby, she was a really chunky, big baby as well. Oh. And people did used to comment on how big she was. Mm, um, and I mean, <sighs> it's hard, isn't it, to take these comments on the chin because I don't think people yeah. really mean them how they come across. No, um, and I think also with babies, especially because there's not much going on yet. They feel like they've got to say something. You know when they say, yeah. oh, it looks like Winston Churchill, or oh, you know, they yeah. feel like they've got to make a comment. And mm-hmm. because they're not yeah. really thinking, but they think they should, they're just saying something for the sake of saying it, it just goes, bleh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and the best, the great thing is, though, the more you have, the less you care each time, I think. You just kind of, you get yeah. used to it, don't you? And just Yeah, I don't even that. know where Pollyanna is at the moment. I don't <laughs> I'll play with someone near a river and I've no idea that's what happens eventually I don't want to scare you girls but this is the truth and as for 19 forget it I don't even know if she's I don't even oh. she knew about lockdown or anything no idea so yeah it's all it's stages it's stages yeah, yeah. But in your, what are your hopes for all these families that, you know, and you do have a faithful following and it's growing all the time, but what are your hopes for, um, you know, the way that people are going to eat and involve it in their culture in the future? What do you hope for, apart from making your courgette fritters? Oh, yeah, everyone make my courgette fritters, yeah. they are good. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I would really love is that when people, mums and dads, go into weaning, don't see it as such a daunting task and don't find it such a worry. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that if you there's a few set rules that you and tips and advice that you follow which all set out in my book uh, but if you just relax and really just feed your child what you're eating be mindful of salt and sugar and all of that and um, which is again outlined in the book but what I would like them to do is just relax and see how easy it is to just all eat together as as one one happy family you know and it's, it's a yeah. lovely experience to eat with your children and um, it's one of my favorite time of the day to sit together and have a conversation even before she was talking try and explain the food and watch her funny faces you know it's really enjoyable time to sit and eat together with your child and I I was stressed when I first started reading and I wish there was a book like this that just mm. reassured me that it it can, it can be really simple and enjoyable and delicious and you know it doesn't have to be hours of making x y and z to put away and you feed baby and then you give baby milk and then you put them to bed and then oh my god and it's been 10 hours since I've had a drink it myself fun you know it, doesn't it it yeah. just exactly. takes the fun out of it and you know exactly. you just miss the present almost don't you mm-hmm. you miss enjoying that moment for what it yeah, should be exactly so yeah. distracted by all that stuff that you think you're supposed to be doing Oh, it's oh, been lovely talking to yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Do you know thank what, you. Rebecca? These days are gone. That Oreo cream is gone. <laughs> I promise you. Next time I speak to you, there'll be a there'll be some carrots and a bit of hummus. <laughs> <laughs> well there are lo- do you know in the book there's cool. lots of like sweet treats in there yeah, that are very wow. very very low on sugar but they are delicious as well yeah. so you know um, let me know how your little ones go down with them because yeah. uh, hopefully that that craves their sugar <laughs> sugar cravings yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you so much yes thank you. lovely talking to you thank you the hot mess mums kelly peg with jenny powell Thanks so much to Rebecca for joining us. Her new book, What Mummy Makes, is out now and you can win one with us. Simply subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot and send it to us on Instagram by searching for the Hot Mess Mums. You've got until 11pm on Thursday, the 30th of July, 2020, when we'll do a draw to select the winner. Good luck. Thanks again to Swan for sponsoring this episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club. Go and check out their website right now. There's loads of amazing stuff on there from coffee machines to microwaves to the brilliant Swan Dirt Master Carpet Cleaner. You could kit out the whole house in gorgeous Swan products. Head over to swanbrand.co.uk and take a look at what they've got to offer. 